everyone. You're listening to Rival and Queen with your hosts, Ashley and Sarah. Hello. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am spectacular. Good. And on today's episode, Ashley. So exciting. We have got someone spectacular. A local legend. Mr. Dave Sampson himself. The artist, the musician, the writer. As I live and breathe, he sat across from us yeah. in this very room. He brought us um, some Dave Sampson swag as well, some t-shirts. Oh, bless were, his heart. They were cute. And I wore mine to the gym this morning, actually. Oh, it's, I don't even know I if I can wear it to the gym. It's so too cool. cute. No, I felt cool. And super shout out, he showed up here in a denim leopard, leopard print jacket. Levi's jacket. Dave. Dope. So cool. You are my fashion inspo. Style icon. Style icon. Dave Sampson. Style icon, songwriter, artist. The list goes on. Do you know what he didn't have on and he did have it on on his show was his hat. I feel like that's a very signature look for him. Very signature look for Dave Sampson. I'm into Uh, it. And I actually wore the hat when we took a photo. Of the three of us, which you guys will all be seeing on social today. That's right. So, Ash, in this episode... I'm just going to tell everyone what we're going to talk they about. They want to know. Tell them. We talk about Dave's new EP, mm. and we also learn the difference between an album and an EP. That's right. That released October, the start of October called All Types of Ways. We talk about the business of music mm-hmm. and how artists make money, which was super interesting. That's right. Yeah, it was. And some of Dave's kind of how he's made money in different ways, which is mm-hmm. cool. Then, you know, we love, we talk about his trip to Nashville. Obviously. <laughs> our favorite city and his songwriting with Gordy Sampson down there. And then we talk about really how he writes songs with other artists. And we answered some fan questions that everyone sent in. Yeah, they were great questions. A few better than others, but <laughs> this was our Dave first was a celeb. good sport. <laughs> yeah, he was a good sport and participated. The first R&Q celeb. Uh, and then the highlight, I think, is that I'm pretty sure Dave committed to helping us meet Thomas Red Ashley. Yeah, I think you're remembering that just as I'm remembering it. So, Dave Sampson, you're on the hook. <laughs> yeah. We love Nashville and we love country, but we are really into Thomas Rhett. And I recently saw Thomas Rhett just a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing. Oh, Best so night good. of my life. I know. And I wasn't even there, but... It was also it would have the been best too much night of my you. life. Living it would have been too much. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in. I'd be in. No, you saw him in Florida. I'd be in Florida, dead. Never oh God. Seen again. I almost. Yeah, it was. I want to go again. I was sad that his tour. I think only had two shows left. Um, it actually ended in Nashville, and I don't know why we didn't plan better to go because I would have went next again. year. So everyone listening, we're now on a mission to somehow meet Thomas Rhett. So we if- just want to be friends with him. Like that's. Well, being friends, yeah. I think, is a long, no. a big, tall glass. I'm but, like, going It's on it. my, it's on, I'm, no, I'm getting a vision happening. board, it's on it. But even if we could just meet him, we'd be very into it. And be friends. I will ask to kill the test. <laughs> okay, we so, will be friends. I'm not fine. saying we can't be friends. I'm saying a step one, we want to meet him. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, Thomas Rudd is a very famous country singer. He was like the CMT Country Artist of the Year last year. I think he just won an award last week as He well. just won another big award. And I forget off the top of my head what it was. But anyways, he's awesome. If you don't listen to him, you should listen to his music and Dave Sampson's yeah, obviously. new EP. Download that. Both on Spotify. It's awesome. We went to a show on Saturday. 
Yeah, we so good. It was such a treat after talking to Dave and getting to know him because I've felt more connected, felt more connected. We went to university together, but we didn't really know each other. So it's so nice to actually be able to listen to him tell us about his album and then go and hear him play. He puts on a damn good show. So good. He is such a good performer. And the band, I don't know who the people were that were with him, like if that's his regular band or if he I, I don't know who they were. They were unreal. The talent is incredible. And that's one thing I have to say for Nova Scotia, especially Cape Breton too is like there's so much musical talent it's just incredible and it's such a nice community i feel like actually a lot of them there's so many from cape breton as well like he's really good friends with the the guys and gals from or gal i should say from port cities yeah all cape bretoners all cape bretoners and my favorite song is gets me through the night on his new thing so Mm. if you're feeling generous just put it on replay get dave dave some uh, nice listens there he's such a great guy and he is so talented and i think that he's really starting to you know really like expand his what he's doing which you have to listen to kind of hear a little bit more about um some of the things he's up to his story and how he's growing but before we dive into dave sampson i've got one weird question for ashley and then she's got an announcement ashley can you please tell me the first concert that you've ever gone to the first concert I've ever gone to, um, there might have been some smaller. I'll tell you the first notable, like, best memory, like, ever was when I went to Backstreet Boys. Stop. On Citadel Hill. Stop. That was my first concert. What? That's amazing. I just had a moment. I was like, she's going to say this. Really? My parents, God love them, Bill and Sue, took my best friend, Stacy and I, I, my brother was there as well, I think. I think it was the five of us, and we waited Shout so out to long. Greg. Yeah. It was unreal. I remember that so vividly because this was like before. But you know what? I actually don't remember it that much. I don't remember the concert, but do you know what I remember vividly? Remember it's my like, sign? I had a sign. What does your sign say? I remember it perfectly. We <laughs> made it at my dad's car dealership, and it said, I love BSB, but it was a big eyeball with like eyelashes. I know. I don't know how old I'm older than you, but how old would I don't remember what I remember about that concert is like before you would buy tickets online. And so I have Mm. been listening on the radio trying to to call in every day leading up to that. And then we couldn't. And then so the morning tickets went on sale. Mom, God love her, got up early, drove me down to the Sobeys, and we waited in a line at like 7 a.m. before school. Because I was afraid they were going to be sold out. And I don't think they did. They probably did eventually. But God love mom. Like waited in line with me. I remember that so vividly. That was a nice memory. I'm going to say one more Thomas Rhett reference. But when (laughs) Jeff and I were at the concert, it was obviously sold out. Um, I can't remember the name of that arena. Anyway, there was a group of three looked like to be best friends they might have been like 14 15 years old and they were with their mom so it was like the three girls and their moms and they were all equally into it i was like this is such a beautiful like it was so lovely they were having the best time so i feel like you can share music at any age with anyone who take their kids to concerts yeah you rock shout out to susan bill yeah kathy they probably hated it outside no (laughs) they love bsb no bsb was wholesome announcement what i don't even know you do know this week is our first official week oh i know what you're gonna say where we've had we had a contest but we've also uh ns spirit co has been generous is so generous yeah to partner with us and supply us with blue lobbies 
Yeah. Blue Lobster, their vodka soda. Yeah. To drink during, as we record during the episodes. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think... Ashley set it up with Alex. Yeah, Alex has been great. That They've really supported kind of what we're doing. And, you know, we're just new to the podcast scene here. So it's really nice for them to, to do that for us. And we had a lucky winner that got to go to Dave Sampson's EP release show at the Marquee. Um, two tickets. And as well, she won a flat, a 24 uh, pack. Say, blue pack lobsters. Of blue lobsters. And that was to Kayla. So shout out to Kayla. Yeah, shout out to Kayla Moncton, who won our contest she last week. She drove down, yeah, from Moncton when she heard she won the tickets. So that was super cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And huge thank you to Anna Spirit Co. for partnering with us on that contest and for supporting us in the podcast yeah we get some good swag and we drink them and give them to our guests so we're super excited to see we're huge fans what happens next yeah we're huge fans so if you're looking for something to drink this weekend grab a grab a blue lobster yeah and they have a new flavor coming out in a couple and lots of other products so yeah Yeah, and Co. we're gonna have the founders on okay we got ns Co. we got contests we got concerts and now let's, let's do it. We've got Dave Sampson. Let's get into it. We are so stoked to have local songwriter and singer here with us today, Dave Sampson. So Hi. welcome. Thanks for having me. We're so excited. You could fit us in. You're super busy right now, so this is awesome. No, this is a treat. Thanks for having me. Yay. Just released the new EP a few weeks ago, so mm-hmm. we're very excited. Yeah, to have you. so much to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. That's right. It's an exciting times. And we're wetting our whistles with some, <laughs> literally, <laughs> you like that word? I love the wedding With whistle. some <laughs> NS Spearco Blue Lobsters. We love them. Our favorite drink. Shout out to the NS Spearco for hooking us up. Thank you, guys. Them. Yeah, this is awesome. So like Sarah just mentioned, your new album release, your EP, should yeah. say. What is the difference between an EP <laughs> yeah. and an album? Tell us. Like an EP is usually like, um, it's kind of like a small batch is, is the way to do it. Like a full LP is usually 10 or 12 or 16 songs. Like, okay. I mean, it seems to be like everything gets starting to get smaller as like, you know, we, as you know, the years go by. But I mean, EP is basically, usually it's a four song to six song kind of, it's just a smaller batch of songs. I mean, people don't have the attention span for full records anymore yeah. in my opinion you know I, yeah, I hear a couple and i really love them but it's a singles world right now and and basically a lot of people aren't even putting out cds anymore it's really yeah. the truth like when's the last time you bought a cd do you have a cd player in your car so we actually I do, do made, you i don't i do in mine but we actually made fun of one of my friends last week susan she went to walmart and made katie go with her to buy a taylor swift album and oh we were my. like, <laughs> so I love Taylor Swift, but we were actually like, like she I'm bought sorry, the physical do you not album? have Spotify or Google Play? Well, some people just like it. I mean, I think like yes. EP, I mean, yeah, you'll see a lot of people now that are putting out, I mean, it's a singles world. Everyone's just putting out one song at a time. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the way you do that is like you're getting more Spotify hits. You're getting, you know, like if you're following me as an artist and I put out a single song, you're going to get that on your release radar. You're going to get an email that says Dave Sampson just put out a record and you're going to get options for playlisting, Mm. which is through curators and editorial Spotify curators that are basically like put you on Hot Country and put you on New Music Friday and put you on All About Folk. You know, all these things that we all that have millions of followers and that's how you really get your song 
out there. So yeah. now, and it's like, and that's kind of like the world we live in. We're like listening to like singles and, and it's only like awesome songs at a time. You know, you don't hear 10 songs anymore. So mo- you'll see a lot of, a lot more EPs out lately than ever. And it's like, it's just a small batch of songs. The, I mean, I started with 30 songs with this record and what? I basically just picked the six strongest songs wow. that are going to like cut hell? through because no one has time for like, fluff like you're just giving somebody another chance to be like to press next i know what you mean and it's like it's kind of like people don't have the attention span i mean i'm not saying all y'all i'm not saying me either i don't have that and i'm just like where you play on every song yeah and like i know but it depends but it's like maybe not if i if If you don't love it yeah (laughs) so how do you so it's like well it's just easier if you just like well you just kind of pick like the way we kind of sat down when Gordy Sampson, who produced the record, yeah. we basically sat down and went through all these songs. And I mean, he's known me for a while, so he he knew all the songs already, basically. And we were just like, all right, I want six songs on this. Yeah. And it's like, because it's like so easy to have like six strong songs that like really like make an impact. If it's two, six is the perfect number in my mind, because it's like just enough where you don't lose people's attention. Mm. 20 minutes of music start to finish yeah it's like you know and it's like it's short but it's not really that short like it just gets the people enough where the end where they might go back around and it's like or rather than if it gets to seven you you put on chance the rapper or something like whatever you know what i mean i don't know that's what i would put on but it's like you know what i mean it's easy to click next so i think we just picked the kind of you know really strategically kind of pick those songs that everything vibes it's the same same kind of genre circle a little bit all the songs kind of blend in nicely and they kind of represent my show and where i'm at right now i mean that's the thing is like as a writer i'm writing it across like four or five different genres all the time yeah so i'm writing like pop music heavy country music hip-hop folk music singer songwriter stuff so it's like you know if i'm in writing with like quake matthews or classified or something like that it's like those songs probably aren't going to make the list of like what I'm putting out as Dave Sampson or like Neon Dreams or someone like that's not that's a Rhea May that's yeah. such like heavy pop like that's like their wheelhouse but it's not doesn't make sense for me yeah you know what I mean so it's like it doesn't even though you have a ton of songs that you write it you it's not that hard to pick from them because they really stick out mm-hmm. so what happens with the other twenty four is just wondering that. <laughs> Do you put they're them on like the back in my burner? phone, like they're like <laughs> on voicemail. Like some of them are like, um, no, I mean they might end up on some of them might end up on the re- next record. Okay, it's kind of like you just so go. So gone. what fits? No, definitely not. I mean, so I write them with other people too a lot of times. So like one of them, you know, if I wrote it with Jody Guthrow or Port Cities or any of mm-hmm. those guys, like maybe they put it on their next record, you know? Okay. Or like that happened with a, one of the Neon Dream singles that I had where a song that I wrote with Jody Guthrow called Find A Way um, basically was written. It's an awesome song, and it just never fit for my vibe. And then Neon Dreams, who had nothing to do with the song, actually heard it. And like, we want this. We want to cut it. So they cut <laughs> it. So it worked out perfect. We're actually like – Made probably more money than I would make even releasing on my own, (laughs) even though it wasn't a lot of money. Like it's just like it wouldn't have fit my vibe, so it really worked well having them cut it. And I think like that's like as a songwriter, it's like having a chance to like have multiple revenue streams is how like you're gonna you can like live and thrive. It's like 
You're not just going to get, you know, no one's going to get rich just doing one thing, especially when you're 30 years old. Like, yeah, I just, in my, not, not, I just mean as an, as a, as an artist, yeah. as a musician, it's like, it's really hard. I feel like you need to have like record out streaming coming in, which you don't make really any money off of and really? you need songwriting and show the live performance, the, like, yeah. you know, if all that stuff comes together, that's how you can kind of have a go at it. I think. Cobbled together. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, I mean, it's different for everybody, but that's kind of how I feel like it works for me, you know? So I have so many questions based off of what you just said, but one of them, <laughs> I guess, I we'll do the songwriting later because I want to know about that process a little bit, but then more importantly, maybe, is like how the hell do you make money? You just oh named God. like a bunch of different facets, yeah. but I have no concept of how like an <laughs> artist makes money. I think it's different for everybody, like... Mm. I mean, a lot of musicians don't make money. Yeah. To be really honest. Yeah. Um, I think like but live shows, money. live shows. <laughs> yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> Dave, I hope you make a little bit of yeah, money. Yeah. So, no. It's, so, it's like, you I think it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You owe me $9 each for those t shirts. No, I'm just joking. Um, so, you've made $18. So, I've made $18 today. Um, no, I think like, you make like. Right now, show is, show revenue is the big deal. Okay. Um, but you have to be able to like have draw a crowd. Yeah. It's like if you can't put bodies in seats at a hard ticket, you're not going to make any money. So how do things like, like obviously, like you said, those in-person events, whether it is concerts or if you can get into some different creating creative mm-hmm. one, like how how does songwriting come into that? And in, like, into like monetary Yeah, value, how does value. that work? Um, I think it's like if you're writing with other people and getting cuts on bigger artists, yeah, you see money coming that way. So you, whether it's a single, so you're going to see songwriting share money. If I, if us three sat down and wrote a song, and Ashley was the superstar, you know, putting out a, she's the Rihanna, out, yeah, of, of course, us. like just she was gonna, you know, it. she was gonna put out a radio single and uh, or just a single on Spotify. Then I, we we all own thirty three point three percent of that song. Because we all wrote it together, mm-hmm. so all the all the revenue that comes into that, we would split it up equal shares, right? So really? and then, but if you own the master, then it's different. Then you own the master of that. So there's mass. There's <laughs> I can like this is like a wormhole okay. of like. So anyways, like that's how you make money. Basically, is like me writing songs with you, and hopefully you cut them. You know, and it's like, and eventually, but if I want to do that, I want to do it with a hundred people. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're like famous or whatever. It's like, if you can have a bunch of those, like it's still money trickling in. And then if you go and say you have a big draw and you play like Scotiabank Center and you play, you know, like the Budweiser stage in Toronto and all this stuff. And it's like, well, then it's like, we, I actually make money off your live performance as well. So the way, so the way it works is like Gordy Sampson is a perfect way to like use this as an example, because I don't really make any money like that. I don't have any big cuts <laughs> with anybody huge, Not but yet. it's like, but it's like, so Gordy, like say he wrote Jesus takes the wheel. He has about 10 rascal flats songs, Keith Urban. Yeah. Um, so like, let's say like rascal flats, for example, they go and they're playing like massive football stadiums in the US. Mm-hmm. 80, 80,000 people, 50,000, 30,000. So it's like 30,000 people at this thing and it's $120 a ticket. And then, and they, and they, and they sang eight Gordy songs. So basically, there's an equation in there, which I don't know what it is. And it basically, it takes, it's, it's, 
it's around how many tickets sold, the price of the ticket, and then there's a payout of how many songs that they sang of his because it's live performance money. Okay. So it's like he could actually, if they sang it at the Super Bowl, like he would make, you know, that would be a big old dirty check. Um, because it's like it's television, it's all this stuff kind of trickles down. So even if they were just playing those shows, like you know, it could be two, two thousand, it could be eight hundred, could be four thousand. I don't know what it is, but then but they're doing that tour for Ten three shows. months straight. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So it's like you can actually get you get that like mailbox money every three months of basically just kind of sitting around because if you have your catalog is that big in an artist or a bunch of artists, yeah, so you can make it like that. TV and film is another way where people like I made the lion's share of my money this year on TV and film in a show and a commercial. Really? Yeah, for like a sold. Guess me through the night instrumental in May, four months before it got released. Sold to I sold it to Tourism Nova Scotia commercial for like for a lot of money. And then um, and then we just sold the same song to a show called Nurses coming out on Global next month. And it's the same, like the same, like it's, and it's you very, still, it's significant. And I own the master share. Yeah. Okay. So I paid for my record. I didn't have a label when I released it. I didn't have anything. So you don't owe So anything. I don't, I don't owe anybody anything. So the way that works is with sync in television. So sync is basically if you have a, 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 sh- a, a song gets synced into a scene, into mm-hmm. um, syndication, basically, I think is what it is. But it's like as a master share owner, if I own the song I paid for it, so I own so it gets split up in two way, the the master share owner and then the writer share. So I own fifty percent right off the bat. And then the other writer share gets split up three way. So say like our sync is forty thousand dollars, then I would take then I could take twenty thousand dollars right away because I own the song. I own I paid for the master. Yeah. So it's like it's mine. I invested in it. And then the other twenty percent gets split up amongst the writers. So it's cool. Everyone wins. The master share of owner wins, but it's like that. It's like kind of it's like that in everything, you know? That's you can hold on your masters. You're good. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's so interesting because it's so similar to the business that Ash and I are in in like startups, right? Like yeah. you create companies and you like the creators, the founders, it's like creating the master, right? Like they're the ones who own the biggest part of that. And if you can self-fund, you keep that. And if mm. not, then you share with investors. Exactly. And- if you can self-fund, then it's like it's less skin in the game you have to give away. Yeah. You know, and it's like and it's like anything and you have the majority, you get to call the shots. And it's like a lot of times people in this industry, and it's like this is so irrelevant these days because it's so different you know Mm -hmm. people don't get record deals anymore you know Mm. they really don't and it's like if someone's like oh i'm gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars and you put out a three song you know a three record deal and all this stuff but they own 50 percent of their masters or something sometimes a hundred percent yeah and then it's like sometimes it's a hundred percent and it's or 50 percent and you still they still have to recoup so they might even give you like a hundred thousand dollar advance. You still actually owe them that you money. You have to pay that back. Yeah, but they'll be taking that back on your master. So they'll be like, until that your like CDs and live show and everything recoups, then they still owe fifty percent. So then you'd actually still owe a piece of that. The juice is still running. It's actually crazy. So it's like it's very interesting, but it's the way it works. It's cool. It's I mean it's like that's why like, that's why artists don't make any money really. You have to, but love you kind of have to. Like, I mean, it's a lot of times, but these artists, like these big labels, kind of run the show, and they have Spotify hookups, and they have 
radio and the reason why it's the same people on the radio all, all the time you know the guys with it's the big machines that kind of do it yeah when you get on the radio you have to pay to play it doesn't matter how awesome your song is oh you really oh my god yes what yes like if i wanted to I take like nothing. one of my songs like gets me through the night or wild child to radio i would actually have to pay like eight grand to a radio tracker right to who has just a connection and it's still not even a sure thing so he would be like oh i have like he's the middleman he just knows a guy or knows radio station guys and it's not like rob Steele, or it's not like guys that own Evanoff or any of those like yeah rich they don't have anything to do with it it's like you're you're basically paying these middlemen to shop your record around and there's still a, not a guarantee that you're going to get on it so it's like you can literally like pay somebody and watch that money just fly out the door because there's no like there's no like um they're like they can just be like sorry like it's not their fault like there's no is it based on like demand and stuff as well it's just about like where the market's at what people are listening to what else is playing you're not taylor swift is not getting bumped for like so for lows, because they you play know. the same songs over and over yeah, and over. And yeah, it's like yeah. it's like, and if you're sick of a song on the radio, the, their job is done. They're rich, interesting, because you've heard it so many times. And it's like think of like you know, and it's all. So it's kind of like that, and it's like if you want to get on it, like Neon Dreams from around here are a good example because they actually get on lots of radio. Ria May, yeah, she gets mm. so much radio play because yeah, she she's like signed with Sony, and but she had a big break with Close Off, and once you have a couple of those songs, you yeah. can just yeah have a new single, and they're and these stations are ready to play because they have the listener hooked. They know that they yeah. got the radio people kind of waiting, you know. So it's it's kind of cool if you can get in that club, it works, but. I think it's, you know, it's You must different. have been in that club huge with your song with Snoop Dogg. Like, I feel like that yeah, was I mean, that more was, mainstream kind of. Yeah, like the, so like the classified, classified Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I mean, it was classified for sure. Gold I mean, record. Gold, it just went gold, yeah. You guys want to know yeah. what, gold, what does what gold mean? Yeah. So gold is different for, for different now than it used to be. And it's different in Canada than it is here. But a gold record in Canada is 40,000 units sold. So that would be like physical uh, singles. Okay. It's actually very low. It's not like compared to what it used to be. It would have been like a gold record in the States, I think, is like. Half a mil. Is it? Well, that's when I Googled. That's what it said. 500,000. No, I think it's less than that. Okay. Yeah. but it's like a huge. That's a big leap, but it does make sense to think of how many people are in Canada and how many people are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Just by the numbers. like a 10. Just by the numbers alone, like it does kind of make sense. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, it's a gold record. So it's like, which I'm like, which is like, it's really cool to have. And it's funny because that song's old. It only became gold because of streaming. Because (gasps) streaming, because how many streams equals. So that counts in it. Yes, everything now is accountable. So it's I like, listened to it today. Yeah, so it's like everything's... <laughs> <laughs> I did. Going for platinum, going for platinum. <laughs> Run, listen, 10 times today. So it's, Download, it's like, listen. Yeah, just uh, put it on when you go to sleep and make sure that song gets eight healthy hours of sleep a night. <laughs> and it streams, streams a night. And um, yeah, that's how it works. So it's like, I mean, thank, that's the only reason it went there because cause it wasn't didn't perform that well on radio. It did. It got played everywhere. Yeah. And obviously well enough to get where it's at. But then it's still like every song doesn't go gold like that. It's because mm. it's units sold. It's like, and that's when people don't buy. No one has an iTunes thing now where you buy one song. Yeah. So streaming doesn't count into streaming that. Streaming, it does, but it's like. A fraction? Oh my God. Yeah. It would have to be like every like, t- every like 25,000 streams equals 
I don't know what. One unit. No, not probably not one unit sold, but it's like, do you know what I mean? Like it kind it's of It's a derivative like, like that. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of works out like that. So um, it's interesting, but it's like, it is cool. Like it's the, the coolest thing ever is getting that plaque in the mail. That's like Snoop Dogg, uh, a gold record with my name on it. It's so bizarre. It makes no sense. It's, it's funny. So good. Mar- Marcy, my partner, is just like, it's on, like, it's on my wall. Yeah. She's like, I feel like I'm in a 16 year old's bedroom right now with Snoop Dogg's face on my wall. Right <laughs> no, but she like, she ass. said that in a really funny way. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's it's We're hilarious. Cribs now, it's amazing. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. But so, how does it go from? Because you originally released it. Yeah. And you sang. Yeah. So. And then, so how does it go from you to classified to Snoop Dogg? Like, oh, so like, basically, I released it and it got recorded, and then um, classified heard it and heard the first kind of verse of it, and he liked it, and he actually. He actually remixed the first verse and turned it into a chorus of his song before before I even uh, talked to him, really. He actually sent it to me. <laughs> That's amazing. He's like, hey, man, what do you think about this? I did this to this song. I heard it. It's like really cool. And it was like, oh, my holy shit. You just turned this <laughs> song into like, uh, you turned like my verse into your chorus. And it sounds amazing. And it's classified. I was, yeah. you know, that was 2015, 16. And, uh, I was freaked out. And then Atlantic <laughs> Records really loved it. And I was like, holy shit. And they came out and I re-sang it. And then they were like, we want this as a single. And then they basically, Snoop Dogg was here recording, filming for the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> so they got Snoop Dogg to record it at the Willow Bend Motel in Truro. <laughs> what? Yeah, they That's booked unreal. up the whole, like, you know what I'm talking about? The Willow Bend. It's like this pretty greasy motel <laughs> like you know and they had the tour buses there and um thomas stacier from joel plaska studio came down with a bunch of gear and engineered it and set up in a, ho- a motel room and they basically had the whole like five rooms blocked off and they recorded it at like 3 30 in the morning and what uh, the hell? and then i got a call at like 6 30 in the morning i didn't know what's happening i didn't know snoop dogg was gonna be on it what yeah i got a call face like it was like a f- call and a message and then a video I don't have this video on my phone, but it's like it's there's so a video cool. of, of Classified and those guys, and they're in this room with Snoop Dogg. It's like, guess what's happening to this song right now? Because <laughs> he was freaking out because it's Snoop Dogg. He's that's his idol. Like, yeah, I was never, you know, that wasn't my dream. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like you know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't. Yeah. Like, and it's like it's very cool, but it's like for Classified, that's you know, who's dream. a hip hop? Like, yeah, it's Snoop Dogg. So it's like. It was cool to see him, which I was already grateful and really happy just to be on it with him, to be like him freaking out about another variable in the equation. So it was like, it was really cool. It's it was a great cool. class. Yeah, it was cool. And it's like. It's so cool when everyone puts their spin on it, how yeah. different it is. And it just turned into gold, literally. I think that's like the magic too of like songwriting and creating things. It's like, you don't actually know where it's going to go. Yeah, you really don't. You got to write a lot of bad songs <laughs> into, into like to get good ones. And a lot of times like you don't know where it's going to go when you sit down and we sat down and write. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be really awesome. It could be really bad. And someone hears something different and can kind of pick yeah, up. Yeah, and where it it changes like I don't know why I said it could be I, I kind of went off on there. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I just mean like yeah, it's like you never know what's gonna happen and like people say cool shit when they're not thinking and they're on the spot and you're like and you're just in a jamming. Oh my god, it's not even like yeah, it's like it's not what 
it's not like three guitars like kumbaya on around a, <laughs> like, around a kitchen table like a lot of times it's like this is it's like me and another writer and a track writer so mm. there's a guy on the track so like dylan guthrow does the track a lot for me or gordy does it what's a track okay so <laughs> so a track would be somebody like you like some basically on the in the we're in a studio and he is on the computer okay building the song so as we're yeah. starting it and as i start as like you know it's, say it's myself and i'm gonna say like me and dylan guthrow and jody guthrow or something because they're just fun to write with like jody and i would be like starting a song she might have an idea and i'll maybe like have my guitar or something like that or a piano thing and basically, we once we get the bones of that song ready, or we're all we're all talking about it. Hmm. Dylan, who's on the track that day, will basically put his headphones on. Once he gets the tempo and the vibe, and he'll start like building like a boom, boom, like a, he'll have like, like a, a pulse, and then he'll have like adding stuff. And and basically, usually in like twenty minutes, takes his headphones off, and there's a map of the song already. And it's like, what do you guys think about this? And it's like. And it builds up, and then as we're all writing, we're building it. So once you're done that session, the song is demoed and done. And a lot of times, if you're with a good person, it sounds like the full song. It's like perfect. In in one sit down? In three and a half hours. That must be so satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. When you leave, like, every, like, you know, I have so many, like, crazy songs of, like, leaving after three and a half hours. I mean, like, that could be a cut already. Mm-hmm. that's awesome it's finished because you get guys that are good it's like it's so like once you get to this level yeah i'd say i'm even there but i'm just saying like like what we've kind of learned especially in our group of like the gordy sampson song camp guys and all yeah. that crew everybody's like really good at what they do so it's like focus probably focused and i mean you go yeah, you're building it's like you know what you're doing and it's the idea is to have it so you can pitch it send it to your publishers hmm. send it to an artist or just have it laid down and how your brain was have, like thinking so yeah like when you go and write with like neon dreams like Corey larue or any of those guys like you're getting the song that you're going to put on the radio as you write with him hmm. it sounds amazing it sounds like a million dollars it's because you can just do that on your macbook now that's so cool. And it sounds, um, it really does sound awesome. If you have a good track guy, well, like Gordy's like, a track guy. Yeah, you said Snoop Dogg came in three and a half hours, like pounded that. Yeah, he recorded that. Like, yeah, bam. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just pounded, did the vocals. That's so And awesome. it's like, so people are like, that's how it works in Nashville, big time. Everybody just, that's the Nashville way. Two track writers, two top liners, it's called. Okay. And which are like lyrics and melody. And then a, and then a track writer who's basically there who's like the best he could be the best producer to make your record yeah but he went to nashville because he can do that you know because these guys can make a a huge living on a publishing thing just being in a room making this fire track so like something that's just like because their job is to pitch that song to a big artist okay so it's like so you're not going to sell you're not going to sell it to a big artist with like a, sh- a shitty work tape with like three dudes singing guitar, like a guitar <laughs> song. Like it sounds like it's not going to sell it. You have to like have somebody cause you're doing this the next day. You don't have time to like spend all this time on one song. You know, you're doing a lot it of times day. you're doing it. So you gotta get, if you're really good, you're getting those good sessions where it's like, basically when you're finished that song, that track guy should have like three hours or two hours after that cleaning it up and it should sound like a fucking banger i'm sorry to curse but it it really uh because it's like you want if you want like somebody huge to hear it you want them to be like 
I want this song. Mm-hmm. This sounds amazing. Yeah. It's like, and it's like the production. You show them what it can look like. You know, it's like staging a house. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I yeah. Think. It's exactly like that. It's kind of like you're going to show them, Potential. you know, Here's what you have. white walls and or like a off eggshell white walls and uh, and nothing in it. Or are you going to like put some nice furniture in it and make it sell it, like sell it, you know, yeah. stage put a bow it. on it, yeah. stage it. And I think that's exactly how it works for that. And sometimes that ends up being their song, my song, you know, if I'd like, yeah, you know, if it ended up being something that I liked, but I think it's nice when you leave that session, you have a full, something you can put in your car immediately and crank up and listen to. It's awesome. I never knew that that's how that worked. Like, and I think you just saying this, put it into context for me. It's like you go into that session and tomorrow you're going into another session. So like you're, that's done. You got to move on. Yeah. Yeah, You kind of do. And I guess like, even though you have this new EP album coming out, are you well, focused? It's already out. It's, it's already sorry, out. I mean, like right. you're, yeah, that like, are you focused on just those songs? Or are you already like moving on now to like writing new I've, songs? I've been like those songs were written two and a half years ago. So you're you're this already record was mastered to, like a year and a half ago, like finished, ready really? to go. Yeah, I waited to put so it is, out. Is it hard for you to shift gears when you're performing and focusing on that, and then going back to other things that you're no, doing that are new? I think it's like you're switching it up. So I think it's. Feels change good is to really break. good to change. Like a break is like put your kick your like writing is like kick your feet up and like. Do you find that therapeutic? Like you yeah, enjoy a little. That? It's nice because you get. To, I spend most of my time all alone. I really, mm. Not alone, but like I'm on the phone or I'm on my computer and I'm emailing all day and I'm doing. But like it's like this is like I'm like you know self-employed doing myself. So it's like that's when I get to hang out with people and write. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's like that means a lot to me. You know, playing shows is fun, but that's like. I'm not on the road all the time. So yeah. it's like, so that's always fun. That's like my, the, the best. Like I, I get the most like feels from that, but it's like, uh, you know, like, so you get to like hang out with that. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. It's such a good vibe. Yeah. I so, can feel a lot it of people. as you say it. Yeah. You see it. Like you just like, it's like, oh, I get to write with Carlton Stone today or Rhea May or like someone. It's like, oh, this is awesome. Cause it's like. And they're your like friends. And- they're our friends. So we yeah. all feel like that. That's so nice. You guys have a good group, I feel like. Yeah. Do you bring ideas into like songwriting sessions when you're doing these things? Or like, do you go in with something that, because it's not just you, it's a collaboration. So do you plan things ahead or are you just showing up? It's like, um, yeah, you do like, you do homework. Yeah. You have like, I call them little nuggets. <laughs> People like, I said that on the news once and it kind of went viral. But um <laughs> I, love said, it. I said something on CTV a few months ago, and, and she was like, "What? What's? What are you going to do after this?" Oh, I'm going to call him. I said, "I'm going to cook up some nugs," <laughs> and that's what I mean in my burnt stoner brain <laughs> is on the piano, and I'm like, or I'm making up ideas, like, yeah. I, but she, but the way it was portrayed and cut up on CTV was like me. I, I was going home to cook up <laughs> or smoke weed. Like I thought it was like a cool like stoner thing. It's like cook up, cook up some nugs. I have no idea. I'm just going to spitball and come up it's with It's pretty ideas. funny. But uh, that's, yeah, like basically all like you get little ideas. Like I'll, and I'll usually do it late and late at night. So yeah. I'll do it early in the morning. Like, but, but I'm never up early in the morning. So it's like. <laughs> so late at night. Yeah, late at night. And it's like basically just sit down and around my guitar a little bit and sometimes i'll just be like if i have to do it like i'll sit down and i'll power through it in 15 minutes and i'll just be like and i'll have my recorder out and i'll try a bunch of different kind of chord progressions and and 
keys and stuff like that and just kick up melodies and different weird ideas. It's never even, even like real words or English. It's like me- me- melodic and a vibe. And then like, that's what I'm really good at. It's okay. like, it's like I'm there for like the party hook course. That's why like, <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm good at. Okay. It's like, is kind of coming in with the melodies part of it. And like the lyric comes after, but someone like Dylan Guthrow or something like that. He's so good at words. He's so smart. It's like, mm. and I'm like, tell him this melody and this chord progression is like, he'll think for a second. He'll be like, what, oh, what about this? And it's like some smart, prolific thing out of his mouth. And all I just gave him was like, he colored in the lines. You know what I'm chords, saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's like, I gave him the melody. I mean, there's the, there's the chords, the music, there's mm-hmm. the me- melody, and then there's the lyric. Mm-hmm. So it's like, everyone's not good at everything. So if you know your strong suits, then you go in and write with people that have things that you don't have. That's why it's such a good collaboration. I'm yeah. Sure. I think that's, that's how it so works. Cool. You know? So it's like, I know that I'm like, I'm not going to say something prolific. Just not. I don't, have, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, you know, like, it's just like, and it's like, I'm not like heartbreak and shit like that. It's like, I'm too, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> you're like, I have a great relationship. <laughs> yeah, I have a great relationship. <laughs> All my friends like me. It's like, it's like, I need to, like, you know, I'm gonna have to break up with my girlfriend just to get a sad song. Here soon because, <laughs> don't do that. No, I'm actually, I would actually never on. do. No, I would never do that. Cancel that. Yeah, I would I've, never do that. I have a question speaking of collaborations. I know we just talked about okay. Snoop Dogg, you and classified, and that being kind of classifieds, you know, like, let's just say someone he looked up to i actually saw classify twice live at the stanley cup party which was so dope he was so good because mm. he lives near there i think yeah oh yeah you were at yeah. the and we um, definitely I, I will dig up a video of us jamming to no pressure, no pressure. Definitely that was at Sid- sydney's sydney's house right it's yeah a, it was awesome Enfield. but who would be your dream collaboration um someone either to write with or to perform with i really love like nathaniel Rateliff. Um, Jason Isabel, like there's like all these like who can I say that you guys would know? Like, <laughs> the first name sounds familiar. Nathaniel Ray is like son of a bitch, give me a drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's got a lot of like I really love his records; they're amazing. Um, who would I want to collaborate with? Like, like a hero? Anyone? Oh my like god, Casey huge? Musgraves! Like oh I would love god. to like, sit down and write with her. She's like her record's my favorite record of the year. She's her last record was amazing. I'm a she's huge, unreal. massive fan. She's freaking yeah. She's amazing. Awesome. She's like all yeah. like gorgeous, hilarious. Her writing is amazing. Her shows like tr- like is is in like in a box of like is it country? Is it pop? I know. Is it like so everyone likes it? Go and write country. No one. Everyone likes. I feel like she blew up really quick. Oh yeah, like, that record. It was. I mean, she won three Grammys for that record. Yeah, yeah, she's unreal. My brother really loves her too. I feel like maybe a lot of guys have a thing for her. <laughs> she's amazing. Like it's like it's not like it's not like some like it's like I'm like into her. Like how good she is. So talented. Oh my god. Yeah, and she looks amazing. Yeah. Like it's just, in her like, her, Insta- her. Yeah, yeah, her Instagram aesthetic. <laughs> Her, like, everything is done so well with that. Yeah. It's like they really, like, you know, they really hit it. Like, how, like, Lizzo is blowing up right now is how Casey Musgraves blew up last year. Yeah. Out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lizzo's a little, like, kind of about to be, like, she's, like, a superstar. Yeah. But Casey Musgraves was pretty much there, you know? She's, you know, I mean, I think she still is. I think she still is, too. And she's got a different vibe, too. Like, it's not as 
package superstar. Like in the sense, like she's just like got her own vibe. She feels very like sixties. She's like, yeah, she's got the she's got the chops exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the all in one package. Yeah, I think I think it's there. You know, and I don't think it's like manufactured at all. I think Mm. it's kind of there. No, I think it's real. You mentioned earlier as well, like all the different kind of genres that you, you know, you're into or that you might like, do more country versus like folk. Is there anything like specifically that like grabs you the most? Like, is it country? Is it being in Nashville or? I honestly would never think that I would be a country artist if you ever asked me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I would say like, I like folk, singer, songwriter, Americana, country music. I'm definitely country right now, but. We I love, love country. <laughs> We're real big into into the country. Yeah, I mean, vibe. I never thought I was going to do a country record at all, but it just the songs ended up being country. You were just in Nashville. Can you tell us a bit about Nashville's cool? That? Do you love it? We love it. We were there last September, and it was yeah. That's when I was hot. there. It's hot. Yeah, Nashville's cool. I mean, it's cool to go to a city where the whole industry is my industry. Yeah, I know that must be so surreal to go down there and just like. <clears throat> Be completely yeah, like engulfed in like music and songwriting and just everything. Yeah, it's like it's different. I mean, I'm not like that anywhere. No, I never felt like more like, oh shit, this is where I belong. Kind of shot up. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. It's like the whole everything is music. Yeah, I don't know anybody. They don't even have friend, other friends that play music. I never grew up around musicians. Like really? Yeah, I mean, my new my friends that are musicians are like my friends now, but it's like. I still don't live in that world. I spent every mm. my whole day to day is never around that. And it's like there, it's like everybody's there. Your Uber driver is picking you up from your right and he just finished his right as well. Mm. And he'll yeah. they're always like, Did you write that? Did you write the bridge? You know, and it's like they'll always say something kind of funny like <laughs> you know, everybody in that the whole town is music, you know. There's that's another so there's cool. two sides to Nashville. There's like Broadway and then there's Nashville. Yeah, and that's where you go to work. Yeah, East Nashville. I mean, yeah, you go down Music Row. Every house is a publishing house. You know, I would go there. Last time I was there, I stayed with Gordy at his house. And I'd leave, you know, every ride starts at 11 and it ends at 3.30. Yeah. That's a fun day. That's That's awesome. That's a good work day. (laughs) But um, We need to go to Nashville with Dave and get the the other experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you just go and, like, you wake up and, like, Gordy – Writes in his backyard, so I would basically we'd have coffee. I'd get an Uber and I'd go down to Music Row and I'd write at Universal or Cobalt or someone's house or whatever. And he would just walk into his backyard and famous people would just be dropping to his house. It's like that's so it's cool. pretty that's good. The it's dream. pretty. It's pretty, How- and he doesn't even like have to put shoes on. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like pretty awesome when you get to that level where people just kind of come. To, it's not famous, but like you know, high profile writers and and like yeah, artists, definitely famous yeah. people. Yeah, Come maybe to your Casey house. will stroll in there one day. Oh, he's definitely probably running with Casey. But I mean, with you sure. as well. No, I, oh, who knows? Anything Dave, we're putting but, it out there. But that's like the that's cool. That's cool how the industry works there. I mean, it's so. How do you get connected with these publishing houses, like going to Universal and all these different groups? You kind of just got to like reach out. It's a networking town. Okay, people are like everyone will. Uh, people Southern hospitality is a real thing. That's awesome. Like they will come and say hi to you. They will have coffee with you. Yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, you got to like, knowing someone like already is a really big help for me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I basically already knew some of their artists when I went there the last time and, you know, they set me up and met with like some people from Universal and just had coffee with them one day. And it was like, and and I'm assigned to a publishing deal here. It's like, Hmm. basically, 
you're just there to network because you want to write with their artists. You know? So do you have an artist in mind when you're writing a song? Like, are you thinking of someone? Well, I'm always thinking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Will this work for Dave Samson? Is this no. the next Dave yeah. Samson hit? Yeah. That's, that's, to be very truthfully, that's what I'm always thinking about. No, because I'm never in that situation. Like, I'm not really there yet where I'm like, can be thinking about, oh, Devin Dawson's going to perform. Cook. Yeah, you're kind of like, but in Nashville, I think you can, uh, you can, there's, there's a better shot of that for sure. Cause if you're writing with a Nashville guy, like, most likely they have an idea. Hmm. Those big publishing companies have pitch sheets. Yeah. Start a month. They're like, Keith Urban is looking for a slow song. And, and then there'll be a note by it. And it might be like tempo 80, 85, 65, or like mm. something really slow. And then there'll be like Florida Georgia Line are looking for singles, writing a, writing a record right now. And it's like, and it might be notes be like tempo, tempo, tempo. And it's like they're looking for like high energy banger singles. Yeah. So like they actually do get pitch sheets where it's like who's like making Who music. That's so Lady cool. Antebellum is doing a record, and it's like they're all doing because all these people like take songs from other people. If you're big mm -hmm. enough, yeah, you can't write. You can't write twelve bangers every year to put it out. You need that's why why the machine is there, the songwriters to help to help get you to that number one, you know, and keep that sell those concert tickets. This is crazy. It's such a different world. of the world. What is it? The David Foster's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's like yeah. the yeah. machine. Yeah. Um, can I ask you one question? Sarah and I are very into country, and especially you know who I'm gonna say. Oh my god, my dream man! I just saw him last two weeks ago in um, Orlando. Is Thomas Rhett? Oh my god, he's awesome. Man. He is. He. The I've dream. always really liked like him, him, and then I he saw him cool. in person. Do I, like I know, him? obviously, you do. You're <laughs> blushing just right now. <laughs> I said at work with my phone tilted at my computer with YouTube videos of him playing concerts. He's pretty. He's pretty adorable. You're right. He's got he's a beard just, now too. You're, are you into that? But he's so. Oh, oh, oh he's I'm sorry, Thomas. I could do anything, but I'm into it. I've also just like fully claimed to Jeff that like. If I could marry Thomas Rhett, like, I'm sorry, this would be over. But do you know why you love him even him? more? It's because he's, like, so in love with his wife, yes. too. <laughs> he's such know, a country and his guy. Kids and his adopted kids and his, like, everything's, everything's amazing. But his right? voice, I'm sorry, live, yeah, his voice right. was way better than I even expected to hear. And, like, his performance, like, he really was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's a... I mean, and he's like, he's so pop country. Totally. I know. He's, and it's funny because, yeah, he does have some really poppy stuff. And then he has some of the, like, yeah, the feel, the, feels. the twang. And, like, he's got a mix. We just for love sure. him in general. Yeah, he's awesome. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but it's pop, you know. It's I know. Totally. Awesome. Dave, totally. awesome. But it's awesome pop. Yeah, he's killing it. I feel so, like he's if just. If you ever get to perform with him, please take <laughs> please us. Please take us. Is that the question? <laughs> That's not the I don't question. Think that'll ever happen. That's a statement. <laughs> you have a question. question. I can't see that happening <laughs> ever. You got off track on Tom. Don't say you can't see it happening. Okay, you're Dave. right. I know that, but. <laughs> I will, though. I, gonna... I will promise you that I will do that. Did you have a question? I don't even know. I'm like, I'm all, I'm all hot and bothered. I just had to ask because, yeah, I know that he is very poppy, and I don't know people's <laughs> opinions of like him being just. Mm. But he, he was actually so good live that really impressed me. Okay, yeah, I have. Oh yeah, you go. No, I'm not talking. I was just. You're here to talk. I just said yeah. I was always no going to say he's amazing. Us. No, I want to listen. Okay. Um. Well, I we have some questions from your fans. Yeah. But before we dive into those. Uh, maybe do you want to tell us about the new EP? Like what was kind of the inspiration behind it or any kind of yeah, things we should um, know? 
So I did it in Nashville with Gordy Sampson. Like I said, it was, I mean, the inspiration behind it was just kind of finding six songs that I thought represented me and when in a new kind of act that I was kind of putting forward. Like I'm kind of looking yeah. at it as really my first official kind of, like I put out a record in 2014, but this is something different. This I is, feel like I, I leveled up a little bit for sure. Awesome. So it's it like, sounds great. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of hard work in it. I mean, Gordy produced it. It was, we started it years ago. I went to Toronto originally to do this record. And I sold an old 65 Martin guitar, which was like, I had no money. And it was just 2016. I had no money. I had an old guitar that was worth a lot of money. And I sold it for not a lot of money. <laughs> and, um. and I basically took that. And I think I sold it for 3000 bucks. And I took it and I bought a plane ticket to Toronto and I went to do this record. And the record actually did three songs with a with a producer who's amazing. And yeah. the band was actually the Arkells. Really? On the record. It was three of the Arkell guys. And like all these like the best players and the best all you know, it's all awesome. And then so we actually recorded Trouble All Types of Ways and another song. And I actually took it home, listened to it, and I scrapped it. I like just like threw it under because it was it didn't sound like what I wanted it to be. It wasn't like there and people I sent it to people and it's like I still have the recordings. They actually sound great. It just wasn't like <laughs> you weren't feeling it. It was just wasn't where I wanted the record to be. It was too like okay. all country and like kind of sound like a blue rodeo record, mm. which is like which is, I just you know too That's young to put that stuff out. Like, <laughs> but it sounded but it sounded awesome. It just wasn't where I wanted it to be, so I actually ended up scrapping it and then I ended up. Um, so then I was like, still with no money, without a guitar, and without a record. Oh, <laughs> and it was like, pretty, pretty hard time. So that was actually at that time I was shucking oysters at the Gahan house. What? And serving drinks. Yeah. With my x-ring on. Pay those bills. <laughs> you gotta work And that like hurt my feelings a lot because I was still a musician and people kind of knew me around town. But it was just like, I think that's an awesome job and it's awesome money. But I was just like, always just felt like I was missing something. I just wanted something so bad. And I was like, fuck, I can't believe I gotta, you gotta tuck be- my shirt in and shuck these oysters and work for the man. I like always had a trouble working for other people. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I was just, then I actually like, re- sat back and then I got a job with music Nova Scotia and then I was working writing grants and then I wrote a grant for this record and ended up actually getting factor funding and they paid for me to go do this record in Nashville. What the hell? And then, uh, well, I mean they paid 75% of it and then, yeah. uh, so I'm going through the whole history of this record, but, uh, and then I did it, recorded it. And then I had just a record and no team. So then I was like, <laughs> what so, now? so I was like, Oh God, like this is like, and the way the money worked was like, Basically, I got a quarter of the money was for recording from Factor, and and then um, and then the rest was marketing money. That's like you get more seventy five percent of that was marketing money because that's how they saw how important the marketing side of things were. Yeah. So then, basically, I kind of sat back and really like 
learned about like how what how you know how do i how do i put this out the right way so basically what i did was paid for it to get mastered paid for the record got everything and then i used that as a leverage and i brought it to labels and teams and agents and used that as my leverage to build my team Be like here i have like a, a record that's mastered finished it sounds great gordy produced it how can i use this as leverage to like build my team around me and that's how i signed my sonic deal that's how i signed my agency deal with pat can okay that's how i use because it was like kind of going to them with like a turnkey yeah they had didn't have any work to do no and that's why i could do all my masters yeah and reap the benefits now but it's like it actually like for them you know for somebody it's like and i also had 15 grand in marketing money so it's like, like you were like so it's like you know it's kind of like the golden goose a little bit yeah not really not really but i mean you know and it still took a while to get that but it's like yeah, I mean, to get, you know, get to shop this record around and be like, oh, I have, this is finished. This is mastered. And I have marketing money that I haven't touched yet. And I want to bring you in on it and cut you, you know, and it's like, cause I need your help. And, yeah. you know, and like, and you have something that I have and I hopefully I have something you have where you can take a piece of it. So that's kind of how it worked out. It was like, and then, yeah, then we did the record. That's- and, and then, uh, yeah. Here it is. It's out now, and I'm like, "Holy shit! What do I do now?" <laughs> it <laughs> happened so. Team, it right? happened so quick. Can you tell people where they can where they can find your new album? Yeah, you can, can find it on anywhere you listen to music. Uh, <laughs> besides, if you listen to music in your car, you'll have to email me, and I'll send you a CD <laughs> or come to a show. <laughs> but like Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, Spotify, um, YouTube Music, YouTube. Uh, Wherever, literally, it's and the there. Album's called All Types of Ways. Yay. It's great. We love it. Show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So on Saturday we're coming to your show. I love that you share that story with how this. We'll have our T-shirts on or EP came to life because mm, I yeah. have no understanding of this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's get to some. Questions. Yeah, we need some questions. Uh, okay. Can I Sorry. ask my question that I have? Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, yes, Sarah, please. I just want to know you live in the North End, not far from Sam yeah. and I. Uh, you're from Cape Breton. What is your favorite thing to do here? Versus in at home in Cape Breton. Uh, well, I mean, I like to. I love going out down here, around here. I love kind of going into the city. So you're saying there's a better social scene here? Yeah, and like when I'm home, in, <laughs> <laughs> really? when I'm home, I mean, I, I like I go to like I'll go to my cottage with my folks, my so parents. like more downtime. Hey? Yeah, I mean, no, it's still like super lit, and there's still a lot of partying. It's like it's a different vibe over there. But <laughs> I it's like, partied at yeah. your house. It's great, and it's like it's fun. I actually, it's like those nights are actually later at home, but it's like. Yeah, it's just uh, it's different. Like I like it's going. A vibe. I like it's a different vibe. It's like I like going there in, in the country and going, spending time on the water and stuff like that. And here it's more of the, if I ever get a chance, it's like, yeah, going out, going to restaurants, drinking good cocktails. Do you have a favorite spot here in, in Halifax right now that oh you're liking? Oh my god, liking? what kind of spot? I, What's <laughs> your favorite cocktail establishment? Uh, cocktails. Since you just mentioned cocktails. I mean, there's the highway man. There's like, um, oh, what's what's man. my what's uh, what's uh, next to? Why can't I think of this? Next to the Carlton, the uh, lot six. Oh, lot six. <laughs> I do really love lot six. You know, they're nice eighteen dollar drinks there. Yeah, um, beautiful real spot. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, with the shaved ice. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Um, the mint. Oh, and then I, I mean, I like yeah, and then I mean, food wise. The bicycle thief is always amazing. I yeah. find that they never 
disappoint. It's a Halifax staple. It's a hell, it, but it really is. I mean, there's better. Like, I mean. Two doors down, chicken chop. Oh my gosh, open. we're going. To talk about that. We're like, going on Friday. Well, I was ready to like, like get a like start, pick it, pick it outside. Local musician. We done <laughs> Picketing outside a chicken shop. I've never <laughs> had it. I've never had it. Yeah, so Sarah and I are going on Friday, so stay tuned. It's uh, it's the best. You know, <laughs> I can't wait. It really is. It is. I've actually been pretty upset since it's been closed and Tra- burnt a long time, but it's back, Dave. I know it's back. Back with the. Boom. I've been there already twice. <laughs> I haven't been, <laughs> it's been back been since for a week. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I've been back for five days. So we're <laughs> yeah, we're fan. Well, everyone I know is a big fan of them. So I, I do like that place. I like like Westcliff, Johnny's. Those small holes in the wall. Oh, Johnny's! I've never been Johnny there. Johnny Kate's. Yeah, it's Johnny K's. It's on right? Almond, right? It's on Almond. Yeah, oh, the me. diner across from the mail from next the, next from to the, the post office, Brooklyn Warehouse. Yeah. I've never been there. Yeah, it's. Like, I'm thinking it's of a, the. Oh, I know where you mean. I park out there. I'm thinking Johnny K's is something yeah. different, which is like a donor Downtown. pizza yeah. shop. No, I don't, I don't Let's know. just clarify. I'm not into that yeah. stuff. Very different. All right, this there. is a spoon in the wall. I know. I'm gonna greasy go there. Greasy spoon. Greasy spoon. Spoon. Spoon in the wall. It's a hole in the wall, a greasy spoon. Greasy spoon. Oh my god. Or spoon in the wall. I'm gonna start saying that. (laughs) All right. These are from the Instagram fans wrote in. Like we got a ton. So I'm just gonna rapper rapper fire. Let's do a rapper fire fire at you. Um I have to ask this one because like four people asked it. Do you write the words or hear the music first? <laughs> Who asked that question? Uh, Sarah, Catherine, Kate Breton, Dave, Kim. And we've got, there's one other who asked it, Kyle Mish. What comes first, the music or the lyrics? Kyle Mish. What comes first? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cliche answer from somebody. I think I know Kyle Mish is trolling me right now with that question. He's a musician. Um, what comes first, the mirth? Aren't they the same thing? Can we? Get, I can know. I guess? I feel like yes. I feel like it depends on who you're writing the song with. Like if yes, for sure. But I feel like the lyrics. I feel like words for you, are the, the music. Melody. Oh, we're talking. We're not talking about melody. Oh, well, melody is kind of the music, isn't okay. it? But yeah. I feel like they just go hand in hand. Like I picture like writing and like jamming and like a little. Yeah, I think artist. it's like that. I think the <laughs> I think the music starts first. You know, okay. I think if you pick up a guitar and you're going to write a song, you're going to probably. Strum a G chord first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing you. Thanks for the question. <laughs> What's your most embarrassing on stage moment? Oh my God. Is that another troll? Let me think about it. No, no that's a good question. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> no, it's a great question. Um, I just thought someone might know about one of your embarrassing moments. What do you think? I've broken lots of strings. Okay. On guitar, on, on, you know, in different rooms. Um, I think like one time I drank I had a I had a solo cup and I was drinking out of it and I went to basically like basically kind of like down it and it actually went all over me and all over my guitar <laughs> and I had to like kind of stop it and wipe my show off like but I mean I don't know like you know there's lots of hecklers and shit. yeah I don't know I don't know if I've ever had something too embarrassing I have like I'm scared I'm always gonna fall. A little bit. Yeah. Not that's, come what? That's like a, a thing of mine that I'm terrified of. But I think it always kind of, everything kind of works out. It's, you know, sometimes the mics don't work. Sometimes, like, guitars are too loud. They squeal back to you. <laughs> I think that's all a part of it. You that's know? part of the You experience. just roll with it. Yeah. 
um relationship on the road how do you manage it it's it's good yeah i think so i'm not on the road that much but when i am like i mean my partner is like amazing and she's like she's also a nurse so she's so busy as well so uh yeah i think it's all good like trust is everything that's awesome and also just like yeah you don't like the all i want to do is be home when you're on the road like it's not what people (laughs) think it is it's really not it's it's just absolutely not like what 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 someone might think it is it's not like a big party yeah you're just tired you're working okay hungry last one uh dream person living or dead to write or perform a song with we kind of asked that but we didn't yeah. bring in dead people. Uh, John Prine dead. would be really cool, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Mm, I mean, be he's cool. pretty pulled and beat up right now. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, I'd still like to really be in the room with him and see what's up. Yeah, that would be but, cool. But uh, yeah, I think that would be cool. I think it would be an easy song to write too because the songs are so tongue-in-cheek. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? All right, it's time for our favorite part of the end of the show. We're playing- Westy Grams. Westy uh. Grams. Dave, we gave you a bit of a crash course on this. You get to, we'll do a rapid fire round. We'll you all do to, one. You have we'll to do tell one them too. what a Westygram is. Well, we tell them every time. We're going to tell you? them again. Okay. Westygrams, it's a proprietary game. <laughs> made <laughs> by my friend Trevor. Yeah. Made up entirely. We got the cute Westies on one side and the weird questions on the back. So Dave's picking a There's pictures picking a of Westies. Aren't they cute? They are cool. They're cute, sure. Do you like dogs? So you dogs? can pick what, t- if you get Yeah, I love dogs. I do like, I like, I have a little kitty. <gasps> and we have actually two cats. Ooh. I was never thought I would be a I cat guy, cats. but Marcy had one when we got together, and then we got another one. And uh, so one of them's name is Little Kitty, and the other one's name is Big Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Big Pussy is the older one. <laughs> Thick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big pussy, like I don't know. You say what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> now we go with a little Westie. Pick okay, a Westie. okay. <laughs> What's something you like to do the old-fashioned way? <laughs> there ain't nothing old-fashioned about me. <laughs> I can't even put a light fixture in on the thing. I can't even screw a set screw into into my toilet paper dispenser. Um, the old-fashioned way. Um, I still like to call everybody when I'm talking to them. I, know, I hate texting. Like I'm gonna talk. I'm like even if you, don't, I'm always gonna call you. I like yeah, that. I like that. That's okay, perfect. rapid fire. You're doing all of them. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we doing more? Take <laughs> <laughs> another. Okay, just one more. <laughs> we just. I had this one last. We like week. to torture our guests. One. No, I like that. Have questions? you ever been arrested? I have never been arrested. I'm just happy with that. Okay. We're doing rapid I've been fire. arrested. You've been arrested yes, for what? Peeing in public. Congratulations. I think that's signs of a good night. <laughs> was it recent? No. no. <laughs> like last week. It was at Santa Fe. High five. Santa Fe. No, sorry. I'm sorry. I think that was like the time in your life to get arrested. Well, it, wasn't like, it wasn't in a park or anything like that. You know, it's just. I think that's very acceptable at Santa Fe's part. I was of let go too, so it's fine. I feel like. I Are you going through these? No, because this I've been really asked these before. Oh, like the radioactive jellyfish. Like, no, pick one for me. Oh no, we've we've asked these. Here, if you could be anywhere else, where would you be? Mm-hmm. Like other than right now, or just in life, or in the world? Ooh, I want Dave to do two more. I want to say Nashville. 
Oh, you're just saying that. No, you don't actually be there. You don't. My brother has been applying. Like I'm like I send him jobs there all the time. I'm like, please move to Nashville. We had the time of our life in Nashville. Like Sarah Pike, our friend that went with us, kept saying the entire time, "Just spread my ashes." ashes I want to die. I'm very taken with this U.S. South. I don't know why. I'm into it. I'm reading through these right now. Right? I'm taking with Nashville. Tell us what you got. If you could unknow something, what would it be? (laughs) So many things. No, if I could unknow something or someone, I'm going to add to that one. Uh, What would it be? What would it be? Don't say their name. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I don't. I don't want to know. Not unknow anybody. What would it be if I could unknow something? Sarah, tell him what yours was while he thinks about that the other day. Yeah, well, actually, what, I changed be, mine because I oh. I remembered the thing this weekend that I really wanted to unknow. Katie was rewatching Game of Thrones, the scene where the oh. mountain fights the hot guy from Don. I forget oh his name, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and if you've listened to Game of Thrones, stop. Like, if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers, stop listening. Yeah. Now. And over Tyrion, like the fight to the death for his outcome over Joffrey's death, and crushes his skull. <laughs> that scene took oh. years to get out of my mind. And oh. Katie started playing the episodes leading up to it. And it was like I had an aversion. Like, I was like, I have to get out of the house. I can't be in here while this is playing. Because <laughs> I was so scared that that visual would come back in my mind. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that mm-hmm. I want to forever unknow. I think, like, yeah, that's so funny. Mine's so, like, so, <laughs> that's like, that's very detailed. <laughs> that. <laughs> And I was just I'm just about at that episode. <laughs> and no, I'm just joking. I watch that show. <laughs> He's never talking um, to us again. Uh, I think it's like if I could unknow like numbers and if I can like if you can tell if I can unknow how many people are coming to shows all the time before, I think I like the element of surprise all the time. And <gasps> people that are booking it are always like, "Oh, you sold this many tickets to this," because it makes me super sad or really happy and eliminates <laughs> the fun factor of getting there and doing something like that. But that's not that fun. That's so no, that's kind of interesting. But life. I find it's like, yeah, I kind of like being surprised all the time. Like so you just want to show up and see a full. I want to show up. Okay, do you're another. first. No, no, Dave, we want you to do another because yours are good. Cats or dogs? Cats, obviously. He's a cat man. That's awesome. What's that one? No. Okay, you do this one, actually. I'm going to pick one for you. Okay, what's this one? (laughs) Stop. If you could ever... This is the easiest question ever. If you could only sleep, ever sleep with one celebrity, who would you choose? Thomas Rhett. I I couldn't answer that for you, actually. (sighs) It's a toss-up for me between Thomas Rhett and Ryan Gosling. Thomas Rhett. But Ryan if Gosling? Thomas could sing to me, I know. Ryan, step aside. Step aside. Who who would you choose? Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously. Or The Rock, like I mean, you know. How could you choose? Why into the two? Don't blame you. He's a babe. No, Ryan Gosling, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, Ryan Gosling. I want to pick one more Kay. for Dave to answer. Let's do one more. Okay. Let's. Something oh, really this is like- dirty. Like a dirty, dark secret. (laughs) Dark secret. We want the dark secrets. Oh, my gosh. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to do a big pussy. Was it Little Kitty? Little Cat? No. Would you? Little Kitty and Big Pussy. We'll do a special edition. (laughs) What is your biggest regret? (laughs) 
I was laughing on the positive <laughs> <laughs> What is my biggest regret? Oh my god, that's a weird. Deep. That's a bad question. It's, like, it's a terrible question. Well, it's that one, or when was the last was it time selling you felt that helpless? guitar? I feel helpless every day. (laughs) (laughs) I am an artist. (laughs) Okay, here's here's our actual question. We can't end on on a uh, sad note. On the sad note, (laughs) (laughs) Ashley can pick. She's gonna read it. Um, that one. Okay, Dave. This is very serious. I want you to take this very seriously. Would you rather age from the neck up only, or from the neck down? Probably the neck down. What? Yeah, well, I feel like my body's already aging at a rapid pace. <laughs> keep like if I can keep my handsome face, or at least what I have I'm right now, then like just wear know. lots of long sleeve clothes. <laughs> I like layers. <laughs> uh, I love awesome. it. Okay, thank you so awesome. much. This was so fun. Uh, this is awesome to talk to you, and and we're so excited to head to the show. Yeah, on Saturday. That's we'll, right. We'll see you perform live new ep and everyone can follow you on social media handles what's your yeah, dave.sampson and listen and listen download listen all types of ways ep everywhere guys awesome. let's get him another gold record let's get that let's do it thank I you so it. much thank you for having me <laughs> thanks dave hi guys thanks so much for listening we love hearing from you so please let us know what you think you can email us at rival and queen at gmail.com Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. You can find us on all social handles at Rival and Queen. Thanks, guys.